And you're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. You know, Herman, I always take pleasure in being able to say, take the stress out of your relationships by making them great. Greatrelationships.com. But not today. We're putting the stress back in. How so? Well, I'm just going to put it this way. We're talking about control people, but I recently heard someone say, I'm not a manipulator. I am an outcome engineer. (laughs) That's great. And that's the way we typically like to talk about things that we're doing wrong. We always make them euphemisms, you know, make it seem like it's we're doing something well. You know, that's Actually, that brings up another thought, too. We often think that control people typically are only on the dominate side. That statement is a very good one because it tells you that control happens on the manipulate side also. So when I think about controlling people, I just don't have dictators, but manipulators, there are many ways in which we're controlled. That's right. We want to consider that control, and that's the reason why we have this little statement that we've said so many times, and we're just going to say it again, control, and then put in parentheses, behind control, manipulate or dominate, to be the definition of control. So control, when control manipulate or dominate, is in a relationship, at some point that relationship will become intolerable. Okay, I'm there, and I'm just having these weird visions of my mom going, I'm not controlling you, son. I am your outcome engineer. In the process of that, would you pray for us? Absolutely. Lord, thank you so much that you model to us the fact that you, of all and the only one that actually can control, and you provide freedom, Thank you for that model that we want to follow in our personal relationships with people right here around us, that if we are constantly trying to control either through manipulation or domination, we're going to drive them away from us and hurt our relationships. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. So God can control everything, and yet he grants us freedom. Mm-hmm. Bless his holy name. So then I have outcome engineers in my life. But it's not just by trying to be a dictator or to manipulate, right? There's guilt. There's all these other things. There's all sorts of things that cause us to want to control. I would bet, I don't have research on this, but it's a pretty easy bet that if you look at your life and anytime you're manipulating or anytime you're trying to dominate, and I'll just use the word control, and every time I use the word control, I'm, I'm using it for both of those terms, okay? So every time you or I control or anybody else around us controls, it's because of fear. Now think about it from that viewpoint. I control because there's fear. Fear of what? Fear of not getting my way or fear of things going incorrectly so that it ends up reflecting and causing me pain at some point. That's the reason why I need to be an outcome engineer, right? (laughs) (laughs) In order to get you to do the life that I want you to do so that I don't have any pain from looking at you and believing that it's not going well. Most of us will end up trying to control because we're trying to prevent some dangerous situation showing up. We're trying to prevent something that is going to reflect back on us. We're trying to prevent something bad from happening to the people around us. So that is how most people are considered a control person. Okay, so you said we're using control, but anytime you say the word control, you're really saying 
dominate, or manipulate. Right. And in both of those cases, it's because I'm afraid. I believe that it has more to do with fear than we typically would realize. And the way that I see, and, and I'm, I can classify myself pretty much as a poster child for a control person because that is what drove the difficulties with Louie and drove difficulties with my friends and what drove difficulties with my children. But let's just talk about it from the viewpoint of Louie. The big issue for me is I was imagining danger in most situations, and I was not trusting the people around me to make the right decision for their own life. So I felt like I had to introduce myself into that situation so that they wouldn't make a mistake. They needed me there so that they wouldn't make that mistake. And if they made the mistake, it would create problems for them. And it would create problems for me. I heard you talking to someone the other day, and you were using an acronym, but it became a verb. And the two of you were saying that you were foinking. Yeah, that's right. That's a fear of imaginary negative consequences. And that is what a control person ends up doing. They have this fear that something imaginary, and they don't think it's imaginary, by the way. They see it as very real. And we're going to talk about how you can... Uh, get some health for a control type person. But a person that's into control is looking out into the future and imagining that the future is going to go worse, not better for this person if they continue the pattern they're in or make the decision they make right now. I was looking at her as a child. She couldn't make up her own mind. She couldn't do the right things. And therefore, I needed to introduce myself into the picture to make her do right things. And what do you think that caused with her? Rebellion. Oh, of course. But I need to ask a question, and I don't mean to be offensive, but you were her husband, right. her friend, her lover. Mm-hmm. Who asked you to be her dad? That's exactly right. And that's the problem that the control introduced. When you are controlling somebody, you end up trying to elevate yourself above them, thinking that you know more than they know. And because you know more than they know, you are trying to control their life to get them to act in a certain way. And again, the issue is you don't have to be a father figure to do that. You can be a mother figure and do it. But (laughs) But typically the mother figure tends to be more along the line of a manipulator, uh, that, that type of stereotype. It's the, it's the wonderful thing that a, a former mentor of mine said, uh, Dr. Marlon Howe, he said, uh, it's the typical statement said this way, a mother saying to her children, after all that I've done for you, you wouldn't do that to your mother, would you? <laughs> right? Now, is that powerful? That's extremely powerful. That, that is, that she's not trying to beat them over the head and try to make them do something for her. Okay, well, what about your example of, like, submarines and battleships? It's, is this a case for that? It is going to be a case for exactly that, because that mother making those type of statements is more of a submarine. Being very subversive, right, right. in controlling by guilt as opposed to someone who's a dictator where they're just boom, 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 pounding. Trying to hit you over the head. That's exactly right. So most control people... Most control people, let me throw this statement out. 
because I'll give give us a little break. Maybe I'm trying to create a euphemism for a control person here because I'm <laughs> because I'm so guilty of doing it all the time. It's uh, I it's it's this statement that goes through my mind. You know, can't they see how dangerous this is? Can't they can't they get it into their mind? They must not be very perceptive, or they wouldn't be making those type of decisions. And therefore, here's the statement that I love that comes from another mentor of mine, Robert Fritz, who says. Basically, control people are good people up to no good. Now, think about that statement. Good Good people people up to no good. Sounds like it needs to be a song. (laughs) (laughs) So what's happening there? It may not be that you're just being a dictator trying to force somebody to do something. They most control people really do want what's best for somebody, but they're just going about it the absolute wrong way. And that's what creates all the problems in in the relationships. I have no idea how I'm going to share this program with someone and them not think that I'm pointing at them. I'm just going to have to go, you know, there's this incredible program I heard on the radio called Great Relationships. Mm -hmm. And you might have missed it, and that's okay, but you can go to their website at greatrelationships.com, G-R numeral 8 relationships.com. How to pursue the best in work, life, and love. You are free to give us a call at 800. 819-4293 or find us and like us on Facebook. Or what's really cool, check out the videos because there's a lot to understand at our website. Important key elements for great relationships. God created marriage. When marriage is done God's way, Man will represent the powerful attributes of God, and women will represent the relational attributes of God. This is why God hates divorce. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign, seriously. I'm here to tell you about Grace, Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! back taking the stress out of your life by making all your relationships great greatrelationships.com find us and like us on facebook and if i don't say you can call us at 800-819-4293 that's 800-819-4293 our director would be mad (laughs) (laughs) so you know and that brings me to the point before the break you were saying you know it's just good people up to no good and I want to think that it's them, but it's not. It's everyone. Every one of us tend to control for some reason. And that reason typically, in my mind, like I said, 
tends to be driven by fear in some form, right? Okay, so all the time I'm either being controlled or controlling. That's I really I really do believe that. I mean, unless we are plugged in to understand how freedom works, it's almost a natural thing for us to do because what happens is controlling is actually helping our me flash more, which brings us back to the big problem. We're controlling because we're not getting our way. So we're either trying to control or we're being subjected to somebody else's control, which causes our me to flash. So there is control or being controlled is a dominant part of our lives, unfortunately. So if I'm doing that, Am I violating the fundamental question? Absolutely. Being, am a- I trusting God or something else? Absolutely. That's, that's a, a great way to think about it because whenever we have fear in our life, we're missing the only thing that we are to fear, which is God, which brings us to that very common scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. What is, how much better can it be than a perfect God who is the master of the universe, who is basically saying, trust me. It goes back to that logical contradiction, which says, you know, I see that God's perfect. I see that I'm not. So I'm just going to trust myself. (laughs) And that's how these control people operate. Control people end up trusting themselves or trusting their knowledge or trusting the fact that whatever that person is doing is actually going to hurt them. And that's the reason why action starts turning into, you know, this, this mechanism of control. Before the break, you said, look, when we talk about control, it's going to be either dictating or manipulating. Mm-hmm. But both of those are born out of fear. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, because I heard in the conversation, foinking. When I actually got my arms around that, foinking was pretty important to me to learn fear of imaginary negative consequences. Right. That term imaginary is the key to that statement. Fear of imaginary negative consequences. Now, how could you know if a fear is imaginary? There's the question that I typically ask people, and it's very difficult for people to understand this. Now, the issue for us is imaginary is always, you can always know if something is imaginary if it's coming in the future. You can always know something is imaginary if it's coming in the future because it's not happened yet. (laughs) So that's the easy way that we tend to control. We tend to control because we're imagining something that's going to happen out there. Now, is this how control people tend to see life? That is a key element of how they see life. They see life as very dangerous, and because they see life as very dangerous, they see that Other people may not be smart enough to be able to figure out how dangerous it is, and therefore they need to interject themselves into that situation. So they really are trying to prevent others from experiencing bad consequences. That's the reason why we talk about as a good person up to no good. Now, why wouldn't you want me to help you not go into that bad circumstance? That's really what the control person is thinking. They see themselves as the good guy. They see themselves as somebody that's actually helping. As I should. I see that every time I look in the mirror. That's right. So it, it, it'd be like me saying to Louie, you know, honey, I, I really don't want you playing, you know, at treating her like a child. I really don't want you playing with those knives. You might hurt yourself. 
You know, I obviously didn't say that to her, but, but that is the idea behind you think you're doing something good for them and actually you're not giving them the freedom to make their own mistakes. And that is what drives them away from you in the long run. So they see, you know, control people encourage uh, uh, being led by emotions, and you typically will be led by emotions. It limits your effectiveness as an authority because you're constantly trying to manipulate people or control them in a, or dominate them in some way to get them to do things your way. So that's they typically see life as very dangerous. That's one of the key things of how control people look at life. And you might, you might be a control person and go, I don't, I don't see that at all. Well, all you need to do is think about anybody that is around you that might be making a mistake right now. And where are your emotions right now? More than likely they're heightened because you're afraid that that person is going to continue in that frame, continue making that mistake, continue doing that bad thing, and that is going to be bad for them, and it's going to reflect on you in some form. Okay, now you're making my life really difficult because you've had me doing this little exercise just out of the blue. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And now you want me to know, what am I feeling? Well, if you, where if, you, if, you go, if you go to think about it, your feelings are driven by your thinking or some outside stimuli. What we, uh, what we have talked about in the past, and hopefully we'll... Talk about it more. Two key words that you need to remember about emotions. They're often untrustworthy and they're always responders. <laughs> okay. So a control person is fear is being driven by their thinking about this pattern is going to continue and it's going to go downhill. Now, just think about this, this fear of imaginary negative consequences. A control person, do they look at a person's bad behavior and go, you know, tomorrow it'll probably be better. Tomorrow it'll pro- it, it probably won't be that way to, it, it, tomorrow. It, it's going no, to get gotta better. No, we've got to contain it now. Got to contain it now because tomorrow be it's going to be worse tomorrow. That's exactly how control people think. It's not that the pattern will ever change. They always believe that they know that the pattern is going to continue and it's going to get worse. That's how they see life. But, Herman, we call that trend analysis, and it's justified. That's have- right. And that's what causes us to remove the freedom of other people. Because even if the pattern is a 99.9% pattern, there still is that one-tenth of one percent that says, I don't know what it's going to be tomorrow. Okay, this is obvious, but I'm going to ask. So how to control people hurt relationships? Well, just remember that anytime you're controlling, what is the likely response from this uh, control person? They are going to be rebelling against you. Yes. That's exactly right. So when I, if I'm controlling you... See, I didn't want to say that because then it's like I'm being justified. <laughs> <laughs> so if I am controlling you, you're going to be rebelling. And typically the more, let's call them submarine type people, it could be anybody, they're going to start creating their own control strategies back on you. So it becomes a control, trying to control, trying to, it's just back and forth. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about some people are submarines and some people are destroyers. Destroyers being those who overtly try to control and dictate, mm-hmm. and submarines which tend to be below the surface and manipulate. This does hurt relationships, but how it hurts the relationship is I'm probably going to go into a submarine mode or I'm just going to blatantly rebel. It, it, it's... It, 
totally depends on what you've developed over over time or what your personality is as to whether you're a submarine or a destroyer. Whatever has worked best for you is the typical tool that you're going to use. And it is also possible that you might be a submarine in some relationships and a destroyer in others, depending upon those relationships. But let's not get all tied up in those type of things. All we need to consider here is you're controlling because you fear bad things are going to happen either for them or for you. That's why you're trying to control. And that's, again, the reason why I ended up controlling. I thought I knew better, and therefore I was controlling the relationships around me. And as I said a little earlier, I hurt relationships because I caused them to rebel against me. Guess what? A control person is looking at that relationship and going, why can't they see that I'm trying to help? Therefore, I'm a good person in my own mind. Maybe (laughs) even other people could look at it and go, yeah, they are a good person. But it's up to no good because I'm not understanding how freedom works. So that's a critical aspect. So I see life incorrectly. I see it as very dangerous, and it isn't always dangerous. And even if it is, it's not my my job to control other people. I hurt relationships because I cause them to actually rebel against me rather than work with me. And And a control person also hurts themselves. And if you'd like to know more, you can go to our website, greatrelationships.com. That's grnumerate.com. We'll be back right after this. Critical key elements for great relationships. The theological center of the Bible in Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says that man is created in the image of God to reign in demonstrating God's lordship and dominion over all creation. Salvation is needed in order to reestablish God's original purpose. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. GreatRelationships.com is the website. That's GRNumeral8Relationships.com. Find us and like us on Facebook, Great Relationships. And if you don't have those wonderful electronic things, then you know what? Thank you for the folks that have been sending us prayers. God mail works all the time. And for those who have been sending checks and support, God bless you. And that's a Great Relationships Post Office Box. 51836 Midland, Texas, 79710. It's available on the website as all. But everything that we're talking about can be found on the website. The video's chapter 8, specifically the sections on freedom. 
Freedom and choice. That's right. The freedom and choice section. That's where we're where we're talking about this information right now. Okay. And before the break, we were talking that a control person sees life differently. They see everything as a danger, which gives them permission to intervene, mm-hmm. and that they hurt relationships by being so controlling, and mm-hmm. in turn hurt themselves. They hurt themselves, and this is the part that we don't see as control people. And notice, I I hope that I'm a recovering control person. But <laughs> only, Are there meetings for that? Hi. <laughs> only God knows. <laughs> I'm a recovering control freak. That's now I'm right. an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So, yes, that's true. They do see life as dangerous, and therefore they need to intervene. They are hurting their relationships because they're removing freedom from the people around them, and that's creating a big problem. And they actually hurt themselves. This is the part that most control people do not understand because the part that they do understand is in spite of the fact that they are controlling everybody around them, they actually have big controls on themselves. They have all this energy put into high standards that they really need to be achieving for themselves. And some of those standards are just impossible. They worry, obsess, they they uh, criticize themselves because they are constantly wanting to be different. And they're thinking the same things about their own life. If I continue this way, it's just going to get worse tomorrow. And there's there's some a lot of truth in that. It just ends up being misused and abused in the way that you think about life. But you said all of this is really not trusting God and predominantly fear. Absolutely. And that is what our sin nature gets us to do. In this control mechanism, it ends up focusing our attention on us trying to control how life works. And here's the worst part about how you hurt yourself and how you end up hurting other people. How you hurt yourself is you've actually redefined freedom. You've redefined it in this way. It's okay for me to be free, but it sure isn't okay for you to be free. (laughs) Isn't that right? That's how it works. It's okay. Trust me. I know. That's exactly the way it works. I am not willing to be controlled, and I'm not willing to end up allowing others to control me in any any form or fashion. But you know what? Other people need it because <laughs> they just aren't as smart as I am. They don't have the wherewithal to be able to see life like I see it. So our issue we want to consider is, is there any hope (laughs) for a control person like me? Is there any hope for these control freaks? Uh, There actually are three steps that I want you to consider. One, slow down and remember God allows freedom. Like we prayed at the very beginning of the program, God's the only one that actually can control, but he has allowed freedom. I need to slow myself down and remember that very key element. He controls everything, but he allows freedom and choice. Isn't that an amazing thought? He shares what's best, but he allows us to choose the worst. Isn't that an amazing? Uh, He paints clear boundaries and allows us to cross them. He tells us the consequences and lets us experience them. That's, That's amazing when you think about it that way. So that's the first step. I need to slow down and remember God's perfect and I'm not. Okay, slow down. Next step. Next step. Is my fear real or imaginary? We talked about that a little bit, right? And the the little acronym FEAR is a good acronym. Go look it up or try to write it down now. It's in the uh, study guide and in the videos. FEAR stands for Future Events Appearing Real. 
is the way that we like to talk about it because that concept of imaginary needs to be brought into your mind. So I need to consider that is my fear real or is it imaginary? Fearing what might happen demands control. Just think about that. It demands that I control because I just don't want that thing happening. And then finally, the third step is focus on now. You think you know the future, but you don't. You think you can see this pattern working out exactly the way it's supposed to work out, but you don't know how that's going to work out. Why can't you start thinking about the fact that it actually might be better tomorrow? I just want to sit back and trust the Lord. I don't need to try to control this situation at all. So I want to focus on now. So I slow myself down. I definitely have this idea of, is that fear real or is it imaginary? And then I stop and want to focus on now. That's what is going to be very important. And that will help your me stop flashing. and It'll help the problem go away in your relationships more. So what a waste I am just expelling all this energy, Mm -hmm. this life energy. I don't get it back on my fears. And I guess I'm also thinking as you talk about this, the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, how he talks about the enemy trying to keep us in the future or the past, but anywhere except now. And you're saying pull back on the throttles, be focused on the now. And you're right, Herman, thank you. And if you'd like to know more, you can go to our website, greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeral8.com. Watch the videos in Chapter 8, or you can go ahead and have a listen to this program again. Great Relationships, greatrelationships.com, the website. Listen up, team. We're about to make some much-needed changes to extreme control racing. We're going to start right at the top with a new name, Freedom Racing. Well, what else are we changing? I'm glad you asked. We're going to slow down. What in tarnation? Slow down? What kind of racing team slows down? I don't mean on the track. I mean in our relationships. Slow down to focus on now. Remember that time when I got upset because I didn't think you'd have the car ready in time for the race? When the reality was that you had the car in tip-top shape in plenty of time. I sure enough do. From now on, God's in control. No more imaginary fears. I want to start focusing on now. Where is our race next weekend? We don't have one next weekend. It's Billy Bob's wedding. What can I do to help? He sure could use some help working that word NASCAR into his wedding vows. I think I'm busy that weekend. Join us for our next Great Relationship show as Herman invites you to pursue freedom in your life so you can enjoy your friend's wedding even if he wants to have the word NASCAR in his wedding vows.